Welcome back to another episode of the Mixed Witches Podcast. Um, It is past Christmas Day at this point, and by the time this comes out, it'll be past New Year's. So, I hope you guys had a great holiday season. Yay! (laughs) Despite all of the COVID. Yeah, I hope you guys made the best of it, because I know it was going to be a shitty situation for most of everybody. Oh my god, I have a frog in my throat. Already? Yeah. <laughs> You're not even going first today. So you have the time. I know, like... <laughs> Guzzle some water. And get I ready. Been, I think that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I go first today. And I am starting a um, new series going away from the deities for a little bit the orisha and the loa and all that and i'm going to start a series that i call back to the basics because obviously we didn't start this we didn't start this podcast on the basics we started it where we wanted to which was essentially where we were in our practice at the time but i'm gonna go all the way back i'm starting with intention because I feel like I've never listened to a podcast that actually defines what intention is. It's always like you have to remember to have your intention. You have to remember to do this. You have to remember to do this. Have your intention. And it's like if you don't know what your intention is, how to set it, what intention is in general, it's kind of a moot point. And I know we did it too. I think I specifically remember saying I'm not going to explain the simple stuff. So here's me eating my words. Well, I think the well, I think we still feel that way. Like the philosophy is still like we're not a pair of teachers. Like we're not here to like teach witchcraft. We're just talking about it. So like, this is us talking about it. <laughs> now you want to talk about the basics. Now I'm going to talk about the basics. Now you want to talk about the basics. <laughs> so it's like there are thousands of books about this stuff. Like you, y'all could just go find. The wild thing is, is I don't even have a witchcraft book that defines intention, and it boggles my mind. I don't either. Okay, I feel that. (laughs) Like, I don't even think in one of, like, my basics of witchcraft books that I used to have even defined intention, and I'm bothered now. (laughs) Now I'm on a manhunt. Anyway... There's way too many of them trying to teach the basics, but there's nothing about attention. There's nothing about meditation. There's nothing about closed practices. Like, these are not, you know, you have to be born into these to do these because the people have gone through conflict. There's nothing about, like, really basic basics. Like, yeah. Yeah. Basic basics. Basic bitch stuff. Right. (laughs) Basic basic bitch. So, (laughs) intention. 
arguably, intention is the most important thing about becoming a witch and being a witch. Uh, when you make the decision to pursue witchcraft, you also make the decision to live a life of intent, which is important. Even if you're not a witch, even if you don't practice witchcraft, living a life of intent is the key, in my opinion. You don't have to agree with that. But so I'm going to start with the, the most important question. What is intention? Intention by definition in the Cambridge Dictionary is something you want and plan to do. Super simple. And by wiki is a mental state that represents a commitment to carrying out an action or actions in the future. So that's that makes more sense for what I'm about to talk about. In terms you know of what? intention with witchcraft. What? Mm -hmm. Well, I just thought about what you asked me for the new year, and I said I want to live a more intentional life. I was like, maybe we should start actually making, instead of resolutions, it's like a list of intentions. Yeah, that's basically what I was talking about. You could like... Well, yeah, but I was just thinking, yeah, we might, like, it might be better to, like, change even the phrasing of it, because resolutions, you're like, yeah, these are my resolutions, but intentions feel more, like, important. Yeah, that's why I was talking about, like, I'm about, actually like, going to follow them. Yeah, that's why I was talking about, like, making a list of things you're going to dedicate your to, your, blah, 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 things you're yeah. going to dedicate yourself to for the year is kind of the same, same thing. Intention. Yeah. Change the wording. And suddenly it becomes something else. You know, and suddenly it makes more sense. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's almost like, you know, how you move a comma around in a sentence and suddenly it means means way, way different than it did before. Seriously. It's basically what this or is. Or like, <laughs> it's like you see a word, but then you hear somebody say it and you're just like, huh, wow, <laughs> that's that word? That's how that's like supposed to be said? a whole different viewpoint. <laughs> so that's what intention is when and where would you use intention while you carry your intention with you whether consciously or unconsciously you have intention with everything that you do for our purposes though you want intention to be a conscious decision and mindful while doing any kind of craft or spell work so if you're doing a tea spell why are you using that specific tea and does it even help with the, the thing you're trying to manifest? Or if you're a kitchen witch, what is the specific purpose for each ingredient you're using? So this goes into everything, though. Like, it doesn't have to stick around in the kitchen because you use ingredients with everything, even if you don't think you are. Right. I mean, that's the basics of cooking. Well, I mean, like, 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 I mean, like, in general, like, I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> let me, what do I mean? I mean, like, even if you're not doing witchcraft, you're still, it's, I hope you cook with intention or do things with intention. Well, I mean, like, you do not make a pizza and you didn't think about the ingredients. <laughs> that's, that's Go a good on, analogy, though. <laughs> my brain, well, my brain... I knew what I wanted to say, but my brain was like, no, so go on. Well, <laughs> what I mean is, like, you use something for everything, whether you're cooking or, like, you're making a teddy bear or this, that, and third. Like, you have ingredients for everything. 
but you don't call them ingredients if you're not cooking. What What's the word for them? I can't think of it now. If you're not crafting something. Yeah, but I can't think of the word for what is used in a craft, like when you're making something. I, I, I also cannot <laughs> think of the word, but... <laughs> supplies. Your supplies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We are on it today. We are absolutely 100% on it today. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but we are on it. (laughs) So anyways, some examples are like, if you're using lavender, are you using it for its clarifying energy or calming energy? Are you using black salt for its protection or its banishing? Keep in mind, you can use ingredients for multiple things and multiple uses that it has. So, like, you could be using lavender for both its clarifying and its calming and not just one or the other. And here's the big one. Why do you want to set an intention while doing your spell work? So, while doing spell work, you want your desire to be clearly communicated You want the universe yourself because sometimes you do spell work with a very vague idea of what that sound of what you want. It kind of like you're just doing spell work with that sounds nice. I would like that instead of actually knowing what you want or with your deities or whoever or whatever you're working with. You want them to know what you want. If your intention isn't clear, the spell may not work, but or let me rephrase that. If your intention is not clear, the spell may work, but you might not get exactly what you want. For example, you might want a job. You might do a job thinking, I want money. I always uh, have more than enough for what I want. When in reality, what you want is I want a job that provides financially and emotionally. So instead of getting a new, better, more fulfilling job, you end up in the same job you're doing, but you just get a raise instead. Now, I'm a firm believer that spells will work whether you have a clear intention or not, but what's important is that your spell will be stronger and more focused. So the way that I think about it is like if you think of uh, running your AC in summer, if you close all the windows, the doors, and the blinds, all the cool air stays in the house doing what it's supposed to do, keeping the house cool. But the moment you open a door or a window, suddenly the house is just a little less cool and the cooler is now getting outside to air condition the lawn instead. So you want everything centered, focused, where you need it to be. So how do you set intention? One of the easiest ways to make sure you have a clear um, intention is just to write it out. So a good format if you need help is to write your desire as specific as you feel comfortable with, plus the time frame your um, plus the time frame you desire to manifest it. If that makes sense to you, like not every intention needs to have a time frame. Uh, don't get caught up in statements starting with "I want" or "I desire." Sometimes it helps to write your intention as if you're actually already doing it. So present tense. I am kind of things. So I fall in love over summer. I drive a black Lexus home for Christmas. I am employed by Tesla working as a floor manager, so on and so forth. 
I am sentences, present tense. Another way to set your intention is to just say it. So a lot of the time when I'm doing spell work, I repeat my intention in my head or out loud while I'm doing the process. So words come easier to me, so that's why I use them. But this can also be accomplished by visualizing your intention. So you could visualize yourself driving that black Lexus I mentioned, for example, or lounging on a beach in Fiji or holding a baby, whatever you're trying to manifest. So I always think of it with the like the first example. I always try to think because not that it doesn't make sense, but it always feels very weird to just write the, you know, like. I have a lover who accepts me. Like sometimes writing it is just like, it feels funny. I always try to think of it as like you're writing a letter to somebody. Like you're explaining to them in the present tense, right? Like your your mom sends you a letter and you're like, oh, tell me everything that's happening. And you're going, oh, I, I have a job here. I drive this kind of car. Like sort of like you're writing a story or like explaining it to somebody else. Yeah. That's how I always think of it. Because I'm just like, that feels less funny. Well, I know that I've seen um, around. Like, and personally, I always, I cringe when I read it, and I'm just like, you don't have any of this. <laughs> I know I've seen around, like, recently. I can't remember where I saw it. But one of their suggestions was writing a story. So, like you, like you yeah. did writing a letter, you could also write a story first person or however you choose to do it about like the things you want in your life so essentially that's what I do when I write it's like (laughs) even though I'm not writing writing first person yeah it's like you're writing your autobiography yeah like it can still be in the present tense yeah it can still be a different character (laughs) it doesn't have to be you but just you writing it and visualizing it and wanting that same thing that character has works in a similar way. So do it, don't do it. It doesn't like it's up to you. I'm sitting here manifesting a character. <laughs> Shit's powerful, y'all. You know what? The important part of intention. When you're doing intentions, it really makes you realize how powerful it is. Because it, it, honestly, though, if I was manifesting like something, it's I can see how it's like, yeah, now that I'm kind of manifesting something I want, it's really easy to see how I could have been manifesting things I necessarily didn't want just based off what I was thinking and how my energy was. Because all of a sudden, things are just, this shit's real strong. <laughs> just like, oh, Oh, like, wow. it's just, like, how quick it works. Like, the universe hears you, y'all. <laughs> hears you, okay? <laughs> well, I mean, like... I mean, it's always listening. But yeah. it's always listening. Like, <laughs> it's really slapped me in the head being like, oh, you do hear me. Oh. Well, it's kind <sighs> of similar with, like, um... Uh, I say similar, but this this is just my own experience. But, like, when I was a teenager, I would write really depressing things and it would just follow me essentially but as an adult I've decided I don't want there's no reason to be writing sad stories depressing stories from my point of view there's no reason for me to be writing them so I don't and now that I've stopped doing that and I write happier things things I'm interested in so on and so forth 
I live a happier life and I get things that I want. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that better. I real like I can't even read them anymore. It feels no. Like sometimes when I read something sad, I'm just sitting here like, okay, kind of wish I didn't read that. <laughs> like there's like a, a feeling, like a thought of like, oh no, never mind. Like, I just kind of, like, sometimes even if I entertain the idea and I start it, like, halfway through, I'm just like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. Because I just don't, I don't know. I just, I don't want that kind of energy anymore. <laughs> yeah, it kind of feels like, um, like, self-actualizing prophecy kind of stuff when you're writing yeah. depressing stuff or reading depressing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I had, a, I, had a, I had a thought and I was just like, nah, just, that's, that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> moving on from that <laughs> what do you my nose is really ready I'm sorry <laughs> I'm just sitting here sniffling and I'm like this is annoying <laughs> okay so moving on from that what do you do if you're not sure that what you wrote out like the intention that you have is the the right intention for you or you're not even sure where you want to begin so you can try an intention-setting journal. So in this journal, you describe your life as it is right now with as much detail as you want, keeping in mind the kind of spell you're going to be doing. So is it a love spell? Write about your relationship status. Is it a money spell? Write about your financial status or your financial situation. And then after you're done writing out what's happening right now, you go ahead and you write about your life after you've manifested your desire. So how have things changed? Where are you now? Once you have both of these things written out, you write your intention to connect the before and the after picture. So it's like a bridge between the two. How did you get from the before into the after? Another way to figure this out is meditation. So you can get in contact with your guides, your deities, your subconscious, so on and so forth, and just ask the question, what do I want? From there, pay attention to the images and the thoughts that come to mind, as well as the sensations you might end up having, like if you smell something specific, taste something specific, so on and so forth. And then remember that you might not get anything, like the first time around, or... In the middle, like, you might not get anything when you do it, but you can continue to ask the question as many times as you want. This isn't, like, a one-time deal. You don't get, you don't have to do it one time and you never get to do it again. Like, you can do it whenever you want. <laughs> no, but I have, I have actually an anecdote to go with that because I just had a reading. I was trying a, a, a lady I've never watched before. Mm -hmm. And it was, and it was about what's blocking your manifestation. And for her specifically, the pile I picked, she said, actually, nothing is blocking yours. But here's the thing that people forget. You're sitting here trying to manifest. And let's say you're manifesting money, which you don't what we sometimes forget as individuals, as human beings, because we we want the manifestation so bad is that you kind of can forget that there may be other people involved and the universe is trying to work out the best outcome for everybody. And it's not going to take something from somebody else just to give you what you want quicker. So sometimes manifestations take a while because you can't see all the strings being pulled. 
but it doesn't mean you're being punished or that you're not going to get it or that you're doing something wrong. It just means that you have to have patience. Or if you're manifesting a relationship, that's a whole other person. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what their life is like, right? Maybe the universe is waiting for them to get a different job or to do things. It's, it's There's a lot of strings and sometimes we can get impatient, but you're not being like punished. It's not like the universe is saying, nah, never mind. No, you're not getting that. <laughs> right. And I was just sitting there listening to her say that. And I was just like, wow. I feel like that's something that after it said feels really obvious. But of course, when you're impatient, you're just like, you're not thinking about it. Yeah. And after she said it, I was like, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Ben. <laughs> Um, And then the last technique that I have to figure your life out, no, (laughs) figure out your intention is to... Bro, I wish you had tips for that. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had tips for for myself, damn. Damn. Um, Is to talk through, uh, to talk through it with a trusted friend or a mentor. So you're seeing everything from the inside and that makes... When it comes to yourself, that can make things a little murky. So bringing somebody else who can see from the outside might help. Like, they're watching you. You're not watching yourself. So they can see things that you might not catch. And then, of course, you don't have to agree with their suggestions. This is why you talk things out with people. You don't have to agree with what they said. The last thing, which ties into what you were just talking about, is what if your intention is not manifesting? Just nothing's happening. (laughs) So it might not have been, your intention might not have been clear enough. Uh, Divine timing might be at play. So lessons that need to be worked, uh, worked on, blockages that need to be removed. Like you said, another person who is in the mix, like... Divine timing might be making you wait. And then the last thing is that you might just be blocking yourself with your own negative thoughts, feelings, fears, or outlook. So this is where shadow work comes into play. Um, The biggest thing with intention is that you believe that you deserve it and can obtain it. It's kind of similar to that old saying that one I hate (laughs) Uh, that goes, no one can love you until you love yourself, which, like I said, I hate it. I have feelings about it. To me, it's more like no one can love you unless you believe you deserve love. So you might not like yourself, but believing that somebody out there does love you, will love you, is a game changer. <laughs> and that's where that's what I have for intention. This has been my TED Talk. <laughs> I've had that thing of the whole time I've been trying to manifest my person. And I have had that thing of my biggest, maybe one of my biggest blockages is that I do actually have a hard time creatively thinking of people. Mm -hmm. I struggle with it, like writing characters. Like we've talked about this. Sometimes you kind of can't see the character Yeah. or like you're sitting here, like not describing them or you have bits and pieces, but you really are not even sure. And you're like, well, fuck it. I feel that way (laughs) being like 
if my spirit guy came and sat next in front of me right now and was like writing shit down, being like, no, describe to me this person in detail, I'd literally be like, oh. Oh, I don't know, man. Okay. No, seriously, be like, okay, um, tall. <laughs> be like, okay. And, like, they're sitting here waiting for you, waiting for you to be like, bro, what do you want? It's like you're ordering at a restaurant. I really tried to push myself to imagine, okay, no, what does this person, like, sound like or do smell you? like or what if they do they have freckles or you know really trying to do everything because in one of the witchcraft books that I have that was one thing because she she said she wrote an intention that she has you know I have a partner that likes to travel mm-hmm. but the thing was he liked to travel he just always traveled by himself Oh. And so she she went, oh, I got to be more specific. I have a partner who likes to travel with me. Cool. <laughs> like, it's like you got what you asked for or what you wanted, but it wasn't what you wanted. But the thing was, you didn't really think about that. You were just like, huh. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay, Which is like, I'm address. not even... <laughs> she didn't paint in the negative and I'm not trying to paint it in the negative either. I mean, it's fine if you want to travel on your own. You're still an individual person. It's just he liked to travel by himself. And what she wanted was to take trips with somebody else. But like, oh, <laughs> let me go back and write that. In. <laughs> let me go back. Like, it's like, wait, universe, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I mean, like a lot of the times it can just be trial and error. Like, you do. She, that was basically the example for that that she had. She was like, "You may have to go back and like, think, like you know, like fix it, <laughs> or like be like, oh, okay." Because sometimes, like you'll, you, or I feel like that's why you. I guess it's like that's why you don't really like. They say to you know not think of, like not try to push it right. You, mm-hmm. Once you set the intention to leave it alone, but in regards to the fact like you can actually get an idea later, being like, oh, okay. And then add that in there, you know, be like, oh, this job sounds interesting or this kind of work or, ooh, wait, maybe this kind of car. And it's okay to, like, go back and adjust, (laughs) right? Update it. Like, interests change, times change. Nothing stays the same. So why, why would your intentions stay exactly the same as when you first wrote them? Yeah. Also, I feel like it's okay to say when you get that intention that you don't want that intention. <laughs> like, who was it? I think it was, um, 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 give me a second. <laughs> okay. Bahati. Okay. She said it. She, cause she had manifested something. She's like, it's okay to kind of manifest something and get it and then go, okay, I want something else. Like, that's fine. So you don't have to feel obligated to like, okay, well, this is what I asked for. So I have to like stick with it being like, no, (laughs) because that's part of the asking for what you feel like you deserve. I mean, the universe wants to give you what you want. (laughs) So if you get an apartment that you wanted or a house and then you actually get it and you're just like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, this isn't it. <laughs> right. Like you. So I feel like it's, it's simple enough to say you actually don't know until you know. Yeah. You don't know until you have it. <laughs> to go, oh, wait, never mind. 
It's like, wait, hey, universe, can I get something else? <laughs> can this be adjusted? It's like, I wanted more cheese on my pizza, thanks. <laughs> I wanted more alcohol in this Long Island iced tea, thanks. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of alcohol, chew highs, I am here for. Yeah. All about it. I was like trying to remember. I was like, is it chew highs or high chews? It doesn't matter. They're both good. But the alcoholic ones are chew highs. <laughs> and they're like carbonated alcoholic fruit juice. And they're good. <laughs> okay. That's I had fun. a honeydew one. It was so good. Oh. They have honeydew everything here. And I love it. I, I, they love melon stuff. They, I do too. We just don't. We just don't do that here. No. Like I have, I have honeydew Kit Kats waiting for me to eat them. Waiting in terror. Huh? I said, yeah, waiting in terror. <laughs> They're sitting in the package, like, oh God. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I can see her eyeing us. I know we're about to get eaten. It's just a matter of when. When when will our life come to an end? God. <laughs> don't do this. This is morbid. Don't manifest. Please don't. <laughs> don't manifest morbid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> what are you talking about today? Tinctures. Ooh. I think tinctures are so cool. This is, this, I also wanted to start a new series for all of the medicine men and women out there. Yes. So tinctures are concentrated herbal extracts that have alcohol as the solvent. So all tinctures are extracts, but not all extracts are tinctures. Alcohol must be the solvent used to be considered a tincture. If you use, like, glycerin or something else, that is not considered a tincture. It is an extract, but not a, specifically a tincture. Tinctures are dietary supplements in a concentrated self, self, no, <laughs> shelf-stable and liquid form. Tinctures can be taken straight by the dropper, or they can be diluted in a tea or a sparkling water or anything else to consume it. Because they can be real strong. Yeah. So herb proportions are important. If you have too little amount of herbs, the tincture will be weak. And if you have too many herbs, the alcohol cannot extract all the goodies out of them. So tinctures have a little bit of math to them. Makes me sad. <laughs> I was about I'm to say it. Uh... <laughs> I know. Tinctures are a little bit, you know, they have, you have to do fractions a little bit. And um, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I just started a new field where I have to do too much math. I don't want to have to do more math when I get home. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to, I'm going to tell y'all how to make them. Because you can basically make a tincture for everything. Since a tincture is, uh, an extract. It's uh, something you can consume. 
you can use it for anything for you know the a common cold or sleep or upset tummy or the flu or whatever so if you're using fresh leaves and flowers you can finely chop or grind the clean herbs to release the juices and expose the surface area you fill your jar two-thirds to three-fourths with herbs if you're using roots barks and berries then you use then you only fill up the jar a third of the way or half then you pour the alcohol to the very top of the jar you want to cover the herbs completely nobody not swimming <laughs> <laughs> and then the jar should appear full but when you shake it, the herbs should be able to move freely. Now, if it's dried herbs, you want to finely chop them again. Or buy stuff that's already finely cut and chopped. Whatever. Whatever floats your fill boat. The, whatever. I don't know your pocketbook. You fill the jar half to three-fourths. So you can actually fill it up less since it's dried. Or a fourth to a third if you're using roots and barks and berries and things that are more, what's the word, rustic. I was going to say harder. <laughs> yeah, that. Denser. But, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Pour the alcohol to the very top of the jar again. Either way, you want everything to be completely covered so the alcohol can do its job. The appropriate alcohol strength for your tincture will depend upon the qualities of the plant material being used. Stronger is not always better. You can do too much. The alcohol could be too strong and your plants are better. It's going to be like, no. Oh, boy. So 40% to 50% alcohol by volume, which would be about 80 to 90 proof vodka, is the standard for most tinctures. And it'll be good for most dried herbs and fresh herbs that are not super juicy. 67.5. Not just 67. 67.5% <laughs> to 70% alcohol by volume, which is about half 80 proof vodka and half 190 proof grain alcohol. Jesus Christ. Is what you'd want if you're trying to extract from most volatile aromatic herbs. It is good for fresh, high-moisture herbs like lemon balm or berries and aromatic roots. Because the higher alcohol percentage will draw out more of the juices. I have the brain of a 12-year-old, excuse me, started to laugh at juices. <laughs> Don't worry, I've been thinking, like, weird ways to say juices this whole time, so you're not the only one. <laughs> so, 85% to 95% alcohol by volume, which is, like, a bottle of 190 proof grain alcohol, just straight up, is good for dissolving gums and resins, but not necessarily necessary for most plant material. This shit's strong. Most plants don't need all that. 
You don't need all that work in dissolving. So it can also extract the aromatics and essential oils found in a plant that do, that don't dissipate very easily. This alcohol strength can produce a tincture that's not easy to take. And it will also dehydrate the herbs if used for botanicals beyond gums and resin. So really like, this is for 85% to 95% alcohol by volume is the level you want. Like when you're shopping in the store and you're reading the bottle and it says by volume, you only want to get that when you're trying to actually disintegrate some shit. It doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) No, seriously. We're doing science. (laughs) (laughs) Makes me think of my character, the chemist I did for um, NaNoWriMo a couple years ago. This is what he does. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Actually, (laughs) I was like thinking about it. Well, Well, his superpower is that he can turn anything into a poison. And obviously the more like artificial it is, the more poisonous it is, but he can use plants and stuff like that. He likes, he prefers to use plants and shit like that. Like he he can dissolve it with his skin is what I was getting at. Ignore me. Go on. So the extraction time, tincture should be secured with a lid during extraction. Since most tinctures can effectively melt plastic, it's recommended to use the standard melt melt the standard <laughs> metal canning jar lid with the rim on it. Because then you're gonna pull out your tincture and be like, why is there no lid? <laughs> what the fuck is this? So if you plan to let your tincture macerate, which is Dissolve. (laughs) The fancy word for let it, you know, sit and be made. (laughs) I can't think of words. If you're going to let your tincture macerate for six months or more, you may consider protecting your lid from corrosion by placing a layer of parchment paper under the lid before putting the rim on it. So it doesn't corrode the metal. Yeah. Try to leave as little air as possible. Be very careful when you're putting the parchment paper to make sure that there's not air in there. Store it in a cool, dry, dark place. You want to shake it for several times a week and check the alcohol levels. If the alcohol has, you know, evaporated a little bit and the herbs are not totally submerged anymore, you can top it off with more alcohol. Herbs exposed to air can introduce mold and bacteria into your tincture. So, no air. No air and lots of alcohol. (laughs) That sounds like a sailor. Anyway. (laughs) I like how we both start to giggle. (laughs) No air and lots of alcohol. Me every day. No. Uh, No. (laughs) So allow the mixture to extract for at least six to eight weeks. Unless you do the percolation method which will really speed up the process, but then you have to make a percolator. That's and I'm going to let y'all, well, you just, I can, in layman's terms, you have to make the herbs really, really 
fine and then you put in the alcohol and a lot of pressure because the consistency should be like wet beach sand gross and then right the herbs and the alcohol together makes like a bit of a wet mushy sandy texture and then the pressure and gravity forces the alcohol through the herbs making the tincture faster but that involves a lot of math and science and you got to make a percolator which really didn't look that hard, but I'm really not trying to do all that. So <laughs> honestly, it sounds mildly illegal. Just the way that we're describing. Uh, seriously, if a, it if sounds a, like you're trying if, to make moonshine. No, if a if a police officer <laughs> happened at your door looking for basic information and saw what you were doing <laughs> in your kitchen, they might have to ask you some questions about yourself. I mean, they didn't come here to arrest you, but you know, if the night is young, if the shoe fits, <laughs> if the cuffs fit, <laughs> if the cuffs fit, you must acquit. No. Oh God! Why did you? Make, <laughs> why did you make a rhyme? <laughs> oh my God! No, seriously though, could you imagine if that was your person? And they were asking a question because you live in an apartment complex and they were asking the neighbors questions and they knocked on the door. You opened it. You have gloves and a mask and goggles on because alcohol. And, <laughs> and they're like, mm. you know, if you're, if you're using something that stains, you know, they recommend you put gloves on. Like if you're using turmeric or something, that shit stains. And you open the door. <laughs> He's like, excuse me, ma'am. You know, I was just in the neighborhood and we were just having a couple of questions. It happens to look behind you <laughs> at your percolator device. <laughs> just, and you know. <laughs> I can't. Oh, no. Why did I just get a fanfic idea? That, stop. <laughs> stop while you're ahead. I'm not ahead. That's the problem. <laughs> So, how to bottle your tincture after it macerates and you have the concoction? You drape a damp cheesecloth over a funnel, and you want it to be damp so it doesn't suck up all your goodies. And place the funnel with the cheesecloth into a cobalt or amber glass bottle, depending on how much you made. Depends on the size of the bottle. Big bottle if you made a lot, you know. Little bottle if you didn't make a lot. Pour the tincture into the funnel with the cheesecloth and allow it to drip. Then squeeze and twist until you can twist no more. And all the goodies are out. Or you can blend the herbs into a mush using a blender and strain the remaining liquid. Keep the extract in the cool, dark place and your tinctures may last for many years. Oh boy. It literally said years. I went, oh. Because there's a part of me that's like, I don't want to wait six to eight weeks. But the fact that this could last for years mm -hmm. is like, well, that's really not that long. Hmm. I could do six to eight weeks. Like in retrospect. This shit lasts forever. Once you've strained and bottled your tincture, be sure to label each bottle with as much detail as possible. I mean, what's in it, when you made it, what it's for, the whole enchilada. That way, you can make it again. 
God forbid it's been six months and you don't know what's in it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and now you're boy. sitting here like, well, I don't know how to remake it because I don't know how I made it. Because <laughs> I don't know how I made it in the first place. So, like I said, tinctures are good, especially for, like, flu season when everyone's sick or if you have trouble sleeping and maybe you don't like to take pills or I don't know. I don't know your life. Some things are better in different forms. Like, some things are, like, smelly. So maybe you don't want to make a tea. Maybe you want to make something else. Salve. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Smelly, maybe not. But anyway. <laughs> so. I was like, I'm going to make... I'm going to make some tinctures. <laughs> you know, like... Let me make... Let me make some, some things. <laughs> when you were talking about the dark amber bottles, all I saw was, like, an old pharmacy, and I was like, it makes so much sense now. No, seriously, if you're wondering why all old apothecaries look the way they look... That's why. If you're wondering why, you should put it in a cobalt or amber bottle. Because if you put it in an opaque container, it will be affected by the sun. Because when you put these things in sunlight, which is also why essential oils are in dark bottles, they evaporate. Or anything else. I'm not a scientist. I do know things happen. <laughs> that they can't evaporate. But I do know that's why these things, if you're wondering why certain things are in dark bottles, that's why. Also, like, skincare. Retinol should be in a dark bottle. If it is not in, like, a opaque bottle, like a plastic bottle or a glass bottle that is amber or dark that you can't see into, I would not put it on my fucking face. <laughs> because a retinol will change in sunlight. Just for fun fact for y'all. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. You learn something new every day. Actually, I just realized that this episode will not come out after New Year's. I think it comes out. I've got a calendar. I just clicked out of it. So, <laughs> excuse me. I could have just told you. It can, but. It, it'll come out either the 30th or the 31st. I was With just a snick snack. There it is. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Depends on if I actually, you know, edit it on time this time. You're right. So, do you have a pop culture reference for us? I sure sneakity snack and do. <laughs> Ew, I hate us. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, another book, because that's all I do. I read. Anyway. Because all you do is read. <laughs> I did actually read this one. I didn't listen to this one. I read this one. And I'm. Oh, wow. Yeah, I read it on deployment. And I'm like halfway through the second book. But deployment was like two years ago. And I still haven't picked the second book back up. Point being, <laughs> this is a trilogy. I'm not going to say the other two. Because they're long-ass names. But the book that I'm talking about 
is The Best Kind of Magic by Crystal uh, Sestari. C-E-S-T-A-R-I. And okay. in this one, the um, the main character, her ability, the way that her magic manifests is she can see a person's um, soulmate, the person they're supposed to end up with. Like if she comes into skin-to-skin contact with people, she sees who they're supposed to end up with. But the only thing is, oh, wait, not skin-to-skin contact. It's if um, she looks into their eyes. That's what it is. She has to make, like, direct eye contact. But the thing is, is it doesn't work on herself. So, like, her whole issue is that with uh, her mom runs a, um, a little souvenir witchcraft shop in the city that they live. I think they live in Chicago. And the the shop is on um, Navy Pier. But so she does like love readings for people and so on and couples. But she wants her own, you know, she's a teenager. She wants love of her own. So that's the whole point is that she's looking for this other. She's looking for her person and she can't fucking find them. There's vampires. (laughs) There's werewolves. There's fucking mermaids. It's a whole thing. Her mom's a witch. It's great. I enjoy it. <laughs> her mom's a witch. Her mom's a really powerful witch. And she can't do shit except for tell people's love fortunes. Talk about a bitter bean. But. <laughs> I mean. I would also be bitter if I could not. Do it on myself. And not only. She can't. She. Th- not only can she not do it on herself, she can't do any other kinds of magic. Great. So, she's been dealt a hand. The Poor baby. Yeah. The, the thing I find interesting about this one, though, is that um, there's a point with her best friend, spoiler alert, there, <laughs> where she knows who her like best friend is supposed to end up with and she keeps trying to like get them together because she knows who the person is they're good friends but her her best friend doesn't know this the guy and she keeps trying to get them together and some shit happens and she her best friend tells her I'm not doing it like I don't like him blah 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 so they bring in the aspect of free will of deciding that you don't have to do this. Like, this might be your soulmate, but you really don't have to choose them. Fair enough. Because her her best friend was not was not chill with the whole vampire thing. Her best friend said, mm, no, thanks. That is my Sorry. reference. What is yours? <laughs> um, I was trying to think of something that could go along with the whole medicine thing. I cannot think of something right now this second, even though I know there's plenty. But how about we just talk about Little Witch Academia? Aww. Like, that feels good. That's a good it's one. a little anime. If y'all don't watch anime, I'm sorry, this is not the podcast for you. <laughs> because we're going to talk about it a lot, and this is, like, the third that's been brought up. Yeah, and I just got to Japan, so you know it's just going to get worse. Oh, 
So sorry. Back out now if you're not into it. But Little Witch Academia is one of those cutesy little anime, you know, kind of made for young girls. It's about a witch school. It's not. I don't got to get deeper into that. (laughs) You really don't. Like, that's it. I mean, it's exactly what it says on the tin. It's really cute, though. And (laughs) I, I just... I rewatched it recently, and I know I texted you throughout the entirety of my favorite episode, which is the Love Bee episode, and I can't. If you like Harry Potter, but you wish there was more female, this is it. This is the one for you. Anime. It's anime, and it's magical girl, and it's cute, and I just love it. I love it. I'm soft. <laughs> Little witches. So soft for young witches. <laughs> like little little lady little lady little, <laughs> little ladies. I just so cute. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. All a bunch of different personalities, they're not all the same, thank God. Yeah. They're they really are not. <laughs> they are really different. They're all different people. <laughs> Thank God for that. So if you want more from us, you can find us on Instagram at Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Pod, And you can shoot us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Society6, and that's Mixed Witches Podcast. There's some stickers. Most of them are not for this podcast, but... Well... Yeah. Anyway, hope you guys had a happy holidays and you're excited and hopeful for the coming year. That's all we have for you guys today. We'll see you next year. Bye. Oh. That's just caught me off. <laughs> it's like next year. No, you're right. <laughs> bye, guys. Oh, bye. Our minds were getting faded Did not appreciate all that they created We're chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Thinking more, but doing less Keeping score, but failing at the test, y'all Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Chasing after that witch's brew Got nothing better to do Cause you're sailing down Easiest street again Damn X marks the spot Or is it old Getting high then Feeling so low Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn
candles, but no fire. We've been burned, appeasing desire, chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. About paradise, play those cards, baby, roll those dice, y'all. Chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Oh, we well, and it's not. You start to go, and then you stop, cause you're sailing down easy street again. Damn, almost within reach, but out of your grasp. At the bottom of your glass, y'all Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn.